It's June 20th, 2017, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you'll pass asleep in dreams. In your dreams in Sunday, your rainbow will come shining through. No matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing, the dreams that you wish will come true. <laughs> Welcome to Diz Podopolis and our second podcast. Yay, us! <laughs> Yay, for our two listeners. Yes, moms, how are you doing out there? Hi, mom. (laughs) So let me introduce uh, my cousin, Ryan. Hi, I'm Ryan. (laughs) And my daughter, Fiona. You say hi. Why, you're nothing but a punk poet. There you go. Yes, she's introducing. (laughs) I'm sure absolutely nobody got that reference. So, the reluctant dragon. I got yeah, it. Yeah, reluctant dragon. Yeah, cousin Ryan. Which is something we're going to be talking about today. It is. It is. We are going to be talking about reluctant dragon today. And but first, I think just for fun, I think we should all go around and talk about one thing that we've done over the or seen over the last month that reminded them or of Disney or they were hoping to see Disney. This is the case of Fiona. So, Ryan, why don't you get us started? Um, let's see. I watched The Jungle Book last night. So and that was the last film Walt worked on, and it had, like, some good extras. There was an introduction from Diane Disney Miller and an introduction from Bob Sherman. So, And Diane is the daughter of Walt Disney, and, and Bob Sherman wrote the music for the musical score for Jungle Book. So it was good. Made me want to go to Disneyland. Oh, well, excellent. Even though there's no Jungle Book in it, but it does make me pine for the Jungle Cruise. Which one, animated or live action? Oh, animated, sorry, classic. Yeah, forgot to specify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's what I thought of. That's the good one. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I like them both. I haven't seen the live action yet. So. Oh, you need to. The live action one is fantastic. It really is. It's worth it. Yeah, I do. I do. I do need to see it. All right, Fiona, why don't you tell us about one thing that um, you were hoping to see Disney at this week? Um, well, a couple of days ago with with our Uncle Derek, we went to... My brother. Well, well yeah, we went to Comic-Con. The San Antonio Comic Con. The San Antonio Comic Con. How cool. Yeah. Yes, it was thoroughly entertaining. But for Fiona. It it was kind of mesh for for me. I know there was mostly um, Star Wars, Star Wars, and Marvel stuff, even though there were a bunch of big. There were a bunch of big, big people, people as characters and stuff like that. Besides a bunch of well, Harley Quinns or Deadpool's walking around. Oh, yes. 
Harlequin wins. <laughs> but you didn't see very much, very many animated classic characters. Well, there was one who was dressed up as Ariel. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. We had a was it Prince? What's his name? Prince. Prince Eric. Prince Eric. Um, Prince Eric. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Prince Eric was with her. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of Comic Con, but yes. but when we were driving by the Comic Con, we saw two people dressed up as Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We did see Beauty and the Beast. Look, there's Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and the thing about yeah. the San Antonio summer had already hit, so people were dressing up as Beauty and the Beast, full head to toe, and it was wow. probably like 96 degrees and humid. Humid, so I can't even no. imagine. No. Yeah. And what there was one thing that was really being sold a lot. Do you remember what that was? Oh, oh, and. And I know it's not it's not one of the guesses as characters, but it is the Funkos as characters. Um, the, the little vinylmations. Vinylmations, yeah. Oh, there were tons and tons of them being sold there. All the Disney characters. Yeah, like there was a Dumbo one. There were some live action Alice in Wonderland characters, and there was actually Robin Hood characters. Yeah, yeah. I was real excited to see those until I saw the price. Really? Yeah. Robin Hood characters? That's rare. Uh-huh. Yeah. The price showed it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Prince John, I think they wanted $72 for. Yeah. <gasps> oh, uh, wow. And, and I know this has nothing to do with the Funkos, but there was actually a, a Herbie the Love Bug car oh, there. Yeah. Herbie the Love Bug car. Oh, Michael yeah. would love that. Yeah, and then we saw Herbie the Love Bug car driving down the street, what, a couple days later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we seeing him in person? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I know, I know he was, I know, looks like back then he was seen in shows and parade and parades of Disney back then. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that was, that was fun. She enjoyed seeing that. So. Yeah. Yep. So in my fun little Disney adventure last week, um, I went to our local Orange Leaf and found Dole Whip. Oh, that's awesome. Slightly excited about that. <laughs> I know, about the same price. So okay. there you go. But yeah, so I just, we were kind of going through the line and I saw a pineapple and I'm like, hmm, curious. And it said Dole, non-dairy product. I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I gotta try this one. And as far as I could tell, that was a dull whip. And I was a very happy camper. Oh, I'm so jealous. I love dull whip. <laughs> and my um, other Disney thing that I noticed is, uh, you know how they, they banned the guns at the Disney parks, even the bubble guns? I was at Walmart last week, and they had tons and tons of bubble guns for sale. And, you know, at the Disney, they were, I can't remember, they were like $13, $15 a piece. And, of course, uh, my uh, son had to have one. And I even, like, looked online on Amazon to see if I could get it cheaper. And, of course, could not get it any cheaper than the price you could get at Disneyland. They, I guess they had monopolized them. So now you can get them at Walmart. And they were $3.50. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, bubble guns for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, that was pretty funny. Oh, they are expensive yeah. at the parks. They're fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you saw Dole up at Orange Leaf in San Antonio? Yes, I did. <laughs> and you were there with me. Yeah. Did you get some too, Fiona? Uh, I think I got something different. Yeah, you got something different. Yeah, I think it was like the the strawberry lemonade stuff. Oh, yeah, that sounds like you. And orange huh. stuff. Yeah. That sounds yummy, too. Yeah. I was so excited to see my pineapple Dole Whip five miles from my house. Is it there, like, permanently? I don't know. I'm going to have to check back um, and see. I, I don't remember seeing it before, but that doesn't mean anything. I don't really go to yogurt shops a lot, so. Hmm. Well, I'm jealous because I love Dole Whip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it every time. Every time I go to the park. <laughs> I hate the line, though. In fact, that was like when the last things we did when we were there in October. Um, yeah. We got Dole Whip oh, yeah, and yeah, sat yeah. on a bench. Yeah. yeah. We just sat down. That was awesome. And sat on a bench and just enjoyed Main Street for a little bit and then and then left. <laughs> we didn't do an attraction. <laughs> that was our attraction. <laughs> our attraction yeah. was Dole Whip and just watching people. <laughs> that was the best attraction. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to head over to the main topic for the evening, heading way out west to a little patch of heaven. I know a place pretty as pie. I the river bend hits up with the end of the sky. It's left in Nebraska and over a crest on a little patch of heaven way out west. Everything's green. Know what I mean? Today on Dispodopolis, we are gonna talk about the reluctant dragon. So the Reluctant Dragon came out in 1941, and Fiona, what do you like about this short little movie? Not so short movie. That's not a movie. <laughs> I don't know what what you call it. <laughs> well, I like I like how the the story was actually based on a a Arthur called uh, Kenneth Graham, who is actually the guy who wrote When the Willows. And, and pretty much the film shows about a guy who wants to turn the Electric Dragon into a, into a Disney animation. So he goes to the studio and they look through the whole studio and at the end they show the Electric Dragon short. Yeah, um, I had remembered parts of this, but not all of it. And I didn't realize that Kenneth Graham, it was the same author who, author who had done Wind in the Willows. Did you know this, Ryan? No, I had no idea, actually, until I had watched the film again. And I was like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> yeah. Wind in the Willows. Yeah, that's the great thing about watching a movie with Fiona, because she knows all the names, all the characters. And she'll just like, we're watching the movie and point out everything to me. It's wonderful. Well, mostly. Most of the times? Well, most of the times. Mostly. Most names. Yes. Most stuff. You know a lot of stuff, kiddo. 
I'm the electric dragon. Do, 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 do. <laughs> well, now I don't need is. to find a clip of it. We can just run that for them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. There we go. So I love, I love the opening line of, of this movie. I made Fiona stop it, pause it for me, and so I could write this down. This picture is made in answer to the many requests to show the backstage life of animated cartoons. P.S. Any resemblance to a regular motion picture is purely coincidental. <laughs> They have way too much fun at Disney in the 1940s. I'm sorry, but they did. Yeah, this was, yeah, it was a, well, I mean, at this time, they were even showing, you know, how the, uh, the, they didn't show the writer strike because that was happening, of course. That was kind of like, oh, well, that, yeah, but that's that, not was, that was not in there, but they were showing how like the military had come in and Disney was doing work for the military and it actually was a really tough yeah. time for the, for the Disney animation studios. But you would you would never know it the way these kids these guys would goof around and have fun and I mean you know I mean I'm sure that's what they wanted to portray but I I'm pretty sure in a daily um, on the on a daily basis these guys were just having fun I mean they got to do exactly what they wanted to do for a living so I love how this this movie opens where uh, there's an older woman. Sitting by the pool, reading The Reluctant mm. Dragon. And you have no idea who she's reading this book to. But she looks really perturbed. <laughs> she did. <laughs> well, she was because, like, I, I was like, was that her? I couldn't tell. Was that her son or was it her? Was that her husband? That was her husband. Okay. I know. It was a little <laughs> weird. Like, like it's like she was trying to read yeah. it to her husband or something. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, I couldn't figure that out either. Until they mentioned the line where she's trying to get him to go to the Disney Studios and present the idea of the reluctant dragon. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, it's, it's new to me. I hardly know what to say or what to do. And she's like, her comeback line is, you hardly knew me when you suggested marriage. Oh, yeah. Okay. So just, okay. That would definitely be his wife. But like, you can't tell until that point. You kind of like think it's his mom. You were just on the, you were just dead on the floor. Oh, yes, yeah. She's a little matronly. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's, she's old. old. <laughs> older. Yes, she is older, yes. So, but what, uh, so the, the guy who's playing the, ro- the role, Robert Benchley, that's his real name. Oh. So the, there's a couple of people in this movie using their actual <laughs> names, and he's one of them. But the woman playing his wife, she's an actress, and no, she's not Mrs. Benchley for real. Uh, whatever her real name is. I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have no idea. I don't. I don't. Know. Whatever. But it was a fun movie. It was. It was. And um, I'm assuming these people didn't have any kids because all the kids they're talking about are uh, is their nephew. So <laughs> really, I like it when they they walk up to the um, the guard station's box at the Disney Studios, and they walk. You know, they walk in. You know, he's very reluctant to do any of this, and has has doesn't want to actually do this and go to the studios what is reluctant me again reluctant not wanting to be like not wanting not wanting to be what a dragon is oh like the dragon in the story is just playful and teddy-ish yeah he likes to do tea parties and he's not interested in being angry and upset he just wants to be nice and peaceful except for when people call him a punk poet (laughs) yes and then we've jumped to the end of the story So, yeah, I love when she drops him off 
at the gate and um, he's not real, really happy to be there. Doesn't want to be doing what he's asked her to do. Yes. <laughs> and was it um, was it Howard or Huey? What's that kid's name that has to show him around? Oh, who did show him around? What guy? The it was like the the page. Oh. He's, the facts he was telling him was cracking me up because there's all these like, and we do 546 of this, and there's 295 of these. And yes, spouting off all kinds of facts about the Disney Studios. Yes. Oh, the guy, the guy that the guy first that Robert first met, and then he just disappears. He's not there for the rest of the movie. Yeah, he spends the rest of the movie dodging. At your service, sir. Oh, oh, oh hello. Uh, I'm uh, Robert Benchley. Oh, it's funny. That's my name too. Uh, I'm to take you to Mr. Disney's office. Oh no, don't bother. I'll find. Oh, no right. trouble at all, sir. It's my assignment. This way, sir. Oh, so Humphrey. Humphrey's the the page that's showing him around. Humphrey the bear. <laughs> no, not Humphrey the bear. <laughs> So what I thought was interesting is there are so many people walking around this studio. It is amazing how many. It's like they told everyone to jump out of their out of their offices for the day and just walk around the studio a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like who's doing this? It's cracking me it's like, up. Are these all these extras? It's hard to tell. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a lot of extras because all those women were very good looking and had their hair very nicely quaffed. Oh yeah, that's true. That was perfect hair. Perfect 1940s hair. Oh, I can't even imagine. Oh, I would not have survived that era very well. Mm, I don't. I don't know about that because you survived the 80s and you had quite spectacular hair in the 80s. So I, I think you would have done just fine in the 1940s. I just I remember your hair from the 80s and I'm just like, holy moly, that just took forever to put together. You would have. You would have. You would have fit in. You would have made it work. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, I guess. I don't. Yeah. I guess you, you have to. I guess most, most women did. So I would have made it work. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I believe, yeah, the first class they go into is the art class. And of course, he goes in there because he sees a woman in a robe and it says life drawing class. So he's all over that one. <laughs> there are just a couple of little things I'd like all of you to keep in mind. Don't forget to emphasize composition and form. And remember, curves are the important thing in a model of this type. Be sure and bring out the sweep of her torso and the modeling of those hips. The texture of her skin is also essential, as well as the highlights and shadows. And the legs are of vital importance. You have a tendency to draw them too short, Jack. <laughs> So, um, in the life drawing class, I had to say, I'm feeling so bad for this elephant. Holy mackerel. I know, but he's like going off about how stupid this elephant is and how it has the brain the size of a walnut. Where, where did this myth come from? This brain know. the yeah. size of a walnut Well, thing? then we're just, then we're just getting inspirated and stuff like that. And he, yeah. and he was wearing a hat. Yes, he was wearing, he's wearing a lovely hat. <laughs> a Dumbo hat. Yeah. And because it's weird, because I even looked this up on the internet to find out how big a 
how large uh, the brain of an elephant is because I knew it was large. And of course, it's the largest brain of any land mammal. But I guess it's it's a myth that just has been uh, kept going for many, many generations that elephants have the size of a walnut brain. Yeah. Who knew? But what I also found was interesting, it was girls and boys in the drawing class. Oh, yeah. 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 So um, I found that that that's great because those were animators. Those were people that Walt, I'm, I'm sure a lot of them were actors representing people. But that was saying that he did have, he was pushing women to be artists and to be animators at his studio. And then they headed over to the music department. Yeah, I like the music department. That was fun. Yeah, it was. It was It was really nice. I love, I guess, I'm assuming from what that guy was saying that Florence Gill was actually a, could sing from his opening comments. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what they were, <laughs> that was definitely what he was not expecting to hear. <laughs> and then Clarence Nash joining in as Donald Duck. <laughs> But who is that? Florence Gill. Oh, Florence Gill. I remember very well. I heard her sing Marguerite at the Metropolitan once. Yeah, that was fun, and how, how, how he gave a lesson on how to talk like Donald Duck. And I'm pretty sure Robert Benchley was not making those Donald Duck songs. No, he was not. <laughs> and what I thought was interesting is the guy that was orchestrating the band, that was an actor. Like, why? Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's the part of the illusion. It ain't least supposed to Kowski. Yeah, yeah, but one of the guys in there was an actual... I guess Frank Churchill was floating around in there too, and he's an he actually wrote music. So it was interesting to me the mixture of reality and myth. Mm-hmm. And then they went to my favorite part, what they called the sound effect, but we would know it as the fo- Foley area. Is that where Doris was? Yep, there's where we picked up Doris. Yep, there she is, yeah. and that's she's an actress. That's not her name. And they did uh, the whole, st- all the, all the sounds for uh, Casey Jr. But it was an extended version of Casey Jr. I don't mm-hmm. remember some of some of that stuff happening in the actual movie Dumbo. I I don't either. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was just it was a special little clip they had actually made for the movie because it wasn't even as sophisticated. I don't think as the animation was for Dumbo. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a step down. All aboard. All aboard. That is a really good representation, yeah. It would be easier 
if if I was on those mics. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool how they were sharing the equipment for the sounds of Casey Jr. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play with it. since I was a boy. What goes on around here? They're making the sound for a cartoon train. Look, I'll show you. dragon sound like uh the reluctant dragon or a typical dragon well remember that scene when they were in the music room oh did they have a dragon in there no 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 oh, okay. like the guy robert said to them what will a dragon sound like oh oh you're quoting from the movie yes yes yeah yep but yeah. i have to say that was a pretty elaborate setup to get those sounds for the casey jr how they had those all those Big metal objects stacked up to oh, yeah. fall. It was impressive. Yeah, that was that was a really good sequence. I like that sequence. Yeah, I think they're also trying to showcase mm-hmm. uh, D- Dumbo because they knew Dumbo would be coming out later that year. Oh, Dumbo was because yeah, the Reluctant Dragon came out in yeah. June and Dumbo came out in October. So it was also kind of a yeah. pre-advertisement too. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much the film had like stuff from films from the past and the future when it came out. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, because they had some um, some of the marquees they had in the the sculpture area were from films that had already been released to films that weren't wouldn't be released for at least another ten to fifteen years. Yeah. And then they went to my favorite part where they stick all the women. The ink. Oh no, yeah. Oh no, before that, sorry. <laughs> we go to the the color time, the multiplane camera area. Hi ho. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were doing. They were playing the hi ho music for the multi. Was that, was that for the multiplane, sweetie? Well, no, it was from the the ink and paint. Oh, no, that was ink and paint that they were singing the hi ho. Yeah, they had the multiplane camera, and they were doing a forest scene. So that was Bambi. What year did Bambi come out, Fiona? 1942. 1942? So, okay. Yeah, they would have been working on it at that time, for sure. Yeah, so the, yeah those were definitely um, backgrounds for Bambi that they were working with. Oh, and they even showed Bambi. Yeah. They had the, the women in the ink and paint department. Yeah, there you go. The ink and paint department where they stick all the women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'll key him myself. Was that from the was that from the movie, sweetie? Yeah, it was something like that. Oh yeah, he wanted to keep Bambi because Bambi was so cute. I remember uh, back in the '70s when they'd have the Sunday uh, Disney nights, 
and they would show mm-hmm. not from this movie but they would show the ink and paint girls and I would just be like so depressed <laughs> like I want because at that point I was still thinking about doing animation I go but I don't want to do that all day I don't want to copy somebody's picture and paint it in that just seems not fun to me <laughs> so, I'm like mm, do they do other things there but I have to say, I mean, um, they had some amazing uh, paint gr- paint women back then that could really match colors and do an amazing job. So they gave all the science to the women. But yeah, mm-hmm. and they could paint them. Around. That's when they were doing the hi ho song, and they were showing the Bambi. Hmm. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, like pretty much the films that they had back then when we looked at Dragon was released was Snow White. Pinocchio and Fantasia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then we go go to the um, sculpting and modeling area, the marquee, where they yeah. make the marquees. So this was yeah. the... Yes, Vienna? Um, were you going to say something? Oh, I was going to say, this is where the lovely PC moment comes up. Did you catch that, Ryan? No, I didn't catch it. What was that? The uh, centaurette from the Fantasia scene. Yeah, there was also like a Chernobog, one of the clocks from Pinocchio. Oh, I love the clock from Pinocchio. And that was really cool. It was like, yeah, there was like mm. sculpt sculptures. Like there was like, um, there was like Captain Hook, uh, uh, Tinker Bell, the elephants from Fantasia, Tasia, Jiminy. Um, it's hard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are you doing better than me? Yeah. I pr- yeah. Oh, yeah. They had like uh, Aunt Aunt Sarah from Lady and Tramp. Yeah, and there was there were some sculptures of like of like characters and the electric the electric reluctant dragon too. Oh yeah, yeah. They had a lot of stuff in there. It's pretty cool on that little area, yeah. and that's where he gets a sculpture of his head. Richard Bentley does. Yeah. With a really big nose. <laughs> yeah, and he was like. You have, like, every single character but Mickey. <laughs> oh, didn't he think uh, Timothy the Mouse was was Mickey? Yeah, yeah. Timothy Q. Mouse. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, but I think I saw the brave little Taylor Mickey. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right, next they went to the story conference room, and all those guys are actors in there. Okay, so none of those guys were actually... Story men, that's funny. I know. I thought that was really funny because I would assume I would assume that that era they'd actually use guys because they would be pretty animated. Yeah. But mm, not so much. So, what did you think about that uh, baby weems <laughs> short? Oh, uh, that was that was kind of odd. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of creepy. I wasn't sure. Jeez. So, what I didn't like the baby weems. Um, and them taking this baby away from these parents. It was, yeah, it was. I was really disturbed by that whole, yeah, that it was, whole it's thing. Very odd, like it's a very odd sequence. I was like, how is this moving any of the story forwards? I don't know. And yeah, it didn't make any sense to be in there. Yeah, even though it was like a picture by picture short. Yeah, it was storyboards. Like one yeah. picture, no movement. Even though there were, there were some movement. 
Yeah. What it reminded me of was the, was it the quince? Was there five of them of those quince in Canada? And uh, this woman, you know, naturally given birth to five children. And the doctor, like, she actually took the children away from the parents because he said they were unable to take care of them. Yeah. And I'm like, and so I was like having like flashbacks of that. So they were put on view and to raise money to raise the children and, you know, in this sterile environment. And these poor children were so messed up by the time they they were older because, you know, they didn't have that family time growing up and they were in, they were put on parade, basically, their entire childhood. People would come in and could watch them playing, playing with a nurse. And so I was extremely disturbed by these poor parents like standing on the sidewalk while their child is has a 105 degree temperature in this hospital and being rushed off to all these seminars and doing all these things in between. I mean, I just, I just like, Oh, this is not good. I'm not enjoying this at all. <laughs> no. at being a parent. I'm like, Oh, this is very disturbing. Like the baby is becoming a famous person. Yeah, I was glad. And the thing is, it was so interesting is I knew after that baby was going to get out of the hospital, like it wasn't going to be able to function and talk anymore. And I was like really glad. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I can handle any more of this. Yeah, that was it was an odd sequence. Uh, I, I didn't really understand why why it was there again. I was like, all right, well, let's try and get on to the next thing. <laughs> no wonder why it was. No wonder why it was only seeing the electric dragon. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was this was not a good idea. I'm not. I, yeah, I didn't understand it at all. It, it's it started out really cute with these people having a real baby there and they're you know working with him and drawing him and stuff like that. But then again, I'm once I'm get, like I see the nurse come in and take the baby and feed the baby. I'm like, uh, where's this baby's parents? <laughs> oh, oh, when they were drawing the baby. <laughs> Yeah, the real baby. I'm like, why is there a nurse dressed like she's at a hospital going to feed this baby milk? You don't, there's no need for any of that. That's just fairly odd. Mm-hmm. And then comes the the fun part when we see, was, I think it was three of the nine old men were in the animation area. Yes. The one that I recognized was Ward Kimball. Oh, how can you not recognize him? Right. He's just got that funny face. Yeah. <laughs> So him and Fred Moore and Norm Ferguson were in that scene. And they show the, you know, they show Ward Kimball shows a goofy short that he's working on. And then they show the How to Ride a Horse short. I love that short. Mm-hmm. I love I love all the goofy yeah. how-tos. That whole series mm-hmm. is such a good oh, series. Oh, to ride a horse. <laughs> the point of all this anyway oh we thought we'd give you a little preview of goofy's latest horse opera no truer words have ever been uttered than those of confucius or some other philosopher who said the outside of a horse is good for the inside of a man riding is perhaps one of the most beneficial forms of exercise how to ride a horse how to ski how to play football how to play basketball i love that oh goofy just cracks me up they do such a they do a good job with those 
Yes, and anytime they do slow motion and reverse, classic. Yes. <laughs> this is your heart, <laughs> and this is your kidney. Oh, I mean liver. <laughs> I can't believe I thought that was a kidney in the first place, but it was a liver. Because it was well, like almost to the bottom. It doesn't really look like a lever. It looks like a big, long hot dog. <laughs> I think they were just trying to make it fun. Yeah, it, the, and their famous quote, the outside of a horse is good for the inside of a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, remember the part where they show the paintings that are defaced Donald? Oh, they had that whole wall, the gallery of old masters wall, and they replaced all the portraits with uh, Donald Duck heads. Yeah, before Daisy was even made. Yeah, so he got to be all the female and male roles. Okay, and then we finally get to our main feature. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, The Reluctant Dragon. Just a, well, Humphrey comes Durp, back da-durp. in. Oh, yeah, we got Humphrey again. Yeah, Humphrey, Yay, this Humphrey. is where Humphrey reappeared. Like, Humphrey comes back in. Oh, yeah, the, the security guard guy. Yeah, comes back in and delivers him to Walt, Walt Disney. He makes it to Walt Disney. Yeah. yeah, and I love, oh, that's another thing. I love how everybody knows knows him, Benchley. Yes. Like, oh, hey, how you doing, Benchley? Oh, and, and Walt calls him Bob. Like, they've known each other all their lives. Bob. <laughs> and then I love how he hands Disney all his stuff. Yeah, even here's the even sculpture. The, here's all his drawings. Yeah. Oh, um, and then uh, so they're sitting down. Of course, you know, he's brought this book to talk to Disney about, and of course, it's the movie that Disney's about to show him. And I'm not really sure, like, what his wife thought he was going to get out of this, just handing a book to Walt Disney, because it's not like he owned the rights to it. <laughs> He just read the book. It was his nephew's book that I guess his nephew had left at his house. So that was, I'm like, okay, but. Yes, uh, it it definitely did not show you how copyright works. No. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently there is no copyright laws. All you do is you find a book you like and you present it to somebody and you get money for that. Yeah, so here's your story that has come to life. Yep, The Reluctant Dragon. Yes. It's a, I really do I did like this animated part but it's just like such a short part of the film it really is it really is and yeah I like this short too I think it's and it's definitely not yeah. movie quality animation but it has a lot of fun in it yes yeah that little boy needs a new haircut though you can give him something to do with <laughs> yeah it definitely is a it's so funny because I showed you like all this different stuff on how to make an animated film, like multiplane camera and uh-huh. different, and there like there's no multiplane camera stuff in there that I could see. Oh no! Or that I uh-huh. remember. It's very flat. Yeah. No, it was pretty flat. Maybe in the beginning a little bit. Yeah. But for most of it, not so much. Yeah. And then I thought that was interesting. So yeah, I was watching the the movie, uh, Barrett Parker. Who did that? Whose whose voice did that remind you of, Fiona? Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad. And so I actually looked this up, and poor Barrett Parker, the guy who played the voice of 
the dragon, the reluctant dragon, he died the same year that this movie was released. Really? That was like, yikes. Yeah. I'm like, wow. So that was, it was the last thing he did. Yeah. And Ichabod and Mr. Toad came out in 1949. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a voice in the reluctant dragon that Fiona pointed out to me, Sir Giles, which is who, Fiona? Mr. Rat. Mr. Rat, who's in The Wind in the Willows. Oh. What is the, do you know his name? Claude Allister. Claude Allister. Okay. Yeah, Claude yeah. Allister. <laughs> That's my best impression of that guy's voice. And I love, yeah, the whole, the, the funniest thing that gets the dragon upset, that he's a punk poet. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure they didn't have the word punk in the medieval times. No. <laughs> like it's a boo-boo or something no it's just a fun it's a fun way that they introduced uh, modern vernacular into it because i'm probably i'm pretty mm. sure it's probably not in the, well it might be in the kenneth Graham book i'm not sure i had no idea that they like punk was around in the 1940s it's no use you might as well tell the people to go away i can't do it but try again. You've got to be mad to breathe fire. I'm not mad at anybody. Try real hard. Concentrate. Ah. Ah. Good, it? Nope. Too bad you're not a real dragon instead of a punk poet. Punk poet? Say that again. Punk poet. Again. Punk poet. Again. Okay, so we're taking a little break from our review of The Reluctant Dragon and because uh, we have a book review. Fiona and I sat down and... Ooh, I like books. <laughs> yes, get, get books. <laughs> we sat down and read the unabridged version of The Reluctant Dragon. And I know that we were talking about, I was saying how the punk poet, I was wondering if that was in The Reluctant Dragon book. Not in the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, at least those those cow words were event were invented later when the book came out. When the movie came out, you mean? Book came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, those words were around, but probably in in that mm. context, not so much. Hmm. So, okay, Fiona, you need to tell me. This is her book report. Tell me three differences between the movie and the cartoon. Mm. Or the, or the, that's good, the movie and the cartoon. Excellent by me. How about the, car- the cartoon in the book? Okay, okay. All right. Well, in the, in the cartoon, they, they only showed the boy's father in the, in the book. They showed the rest of his family. Oh, they spoke about them? Yeah. Yeah, it's like he's a, he's a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And in the book, and... In the book, Sir, Sir Giles is young, and we all know in the cartoon he's old. Yeah, well, I thought that was interesting. Quite the age huh. difference. The, quite the comedy, um, different situation there. <laughs> like more Sir, Ar- Sir Arthur looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like a brave, well put together knight. Yeah, and and lastly, the, the ending, where in the ending of the book, they showed free, free of them walking to the sunset and they said that one of them was singing and and i hope it's the dragon as it was said and in the cartoon and i know they 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 showed that when they were reading the book in the film it ended by them having a little 
party after the fight at, at a pug like place which i almost thought it was a castle oh at the pub yeah yeah well just well, had, like those little those little rope those flag rope things banners yeah banners mm-hmm. and stuff like that okay the banners were in the cartoon or the book mm, cartoon okay so okay so they had the pub was in the cartoon and then walking off then three together was in the book yeah. Well, they did, didn't they go? Well, they had to get the dragon back to the um, his cave in the book because he wasn't. He drank a little too much. Oh. Uh, making oh. it back on his own. I think I kind of <laughs> forgot about that part. Did you? Yes. Yeah. I'll read it again someday. Help. He needs some help getting back to the cave. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, sometimes you need that every now and then. <laughs> help from friends is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When you when you see a movie, you may want to read the book too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like I got a Wind of the Wolves book, Sleepy Hollow book, Pinocchio book, and we're thinking about getting a Alice in Wonderland book. Well, that was a good book report, Fiona. Do you have anything else to say between the about the book? Are we good? Uh, uh I know it's not it's not about related dragon, but. But once the time we get the Alice book, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Personal notation there. She wants the Alice in Wonderland book. All right, that was a great book report, Fiona. And let us. Now we're gonna get back to our review of the Galactic Dragon. Okay. Theme song. <laughs> Insert here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I can almost see it. The flags are waving. The people are cheering. Bands are playing. The dragon appears. What a beautiful sight. With his scales all agleam in the dawn's early light. Oh, you're just flattering me. No, no, old fellow, it's true. That beautiful damsel throws stars at you. At me? At you? As I rap and I roar, I cut quite a figure. Sir Giles has a spear just like this, only bigger. I get set for the charge and, uh, did you say spear? Yes, yeah. Oh, oh dear. No, I'll get hurt. I won't do it. Good day. It's just that his, his voice had a bit of a uh, English, English accent in into it and sound like a high-pitched old man who the dragon dragon yeah yes yeah it was pretty funny i did like i mean it was enjoyable i liked the poetry in it it was fun playing playing on words i like the upside down cake poem (laughs) yes i thought that was yeah it's really cute really well done um the characters you know they the the little boy um was fun he had he had he had a pretty good he had some depth to him. Yeah, I think yeah I think it's funny that the little boy's gonna he's gonna save everybody because he reads a lot of books. <laughs> yes, it's the kid that reads a lot of books and he like kind of saves everything. You're right. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that's a good that's a good moral to a story. Yeah, like the dragon means no harm. That's right. It's a short story yeah. though. Jeez. It's a short cartoon. Yeah, pretty much both of Canagram's. Stories are short 
that are projected by Disney are both shorts. Or, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a feeling there were Legend Dragons even a shorter story than The Wind in the Willows. Yeah. Oh, and the same narrator for the Goofy short is the narrator for the um, Reluctant Dragon. I just think they use that guy a lot. Yeah, they said it didn't do well at the box office. Okay, I could see that. They said it, they said it cost like $600,000 to make and returned 400000 from the box office. Wow, I'm amazed. Well, I, I would never think it would cost that much money to make. Because I would think they'd be reusing a lot of stuff, but yeah, I, I well, animation was just work. expensive. Uh, this is true. Um, so even yeah. and you had that goofy short in there, so you had like the goofy short and the reluctant dragon short. So I could, with all the other mm-hmm. little things in there, I could see how it could. Yeah, I could see how it could cost a little bit of money to do all of that. Mm, like animation was expensive till the nineteen nineties. Yeah. I mean, it didn't cost anything near like what Snow White cost or Pinocchio or anything like that. But they didn't have the yeah. money to spend on it at that at this time. Nor the probably nor the manpower, being the what the war effort was starting at this point or going on at this point. Yeah, and then the writers or that whole strike was on too. Animator strike. Okay, what year was that? What year did that start? The animator strike. Oh, was that nineteen? Yeah. Was that nineteen forty-one? Same year as this came out. Was that nineteen? 19- yeah, nineteen forty-one. But that's when it came out. So this was probably in the can already. Yeah. And done before that. That went down good because it was May twenty-eighth, twenty-ninth, nineteen forty-one. So this was released right after that beginning. Okay. Yeah, you're right. This book. So that may so that may have um, had an impact on the box office too. I mean, I don't know how much these things were publicized back then, but I'm sure it would get picked up by the papers. All right, Fiona, do you have um, any other thoughts about the Reluctant Dragon? How, how, how do you like the Reluctant Dragon? Will you, do you think it's a good movie, an okay movie, not your favorite? Um, I, how would you rate this movie? I'll say um, I I like it, but. Uh, I think I'll give it a... Uh, How many Mickey ears would you give it? Oh, Mickey. One out of five. Mickey ears. Um, no, five. <laughs> Maybe four. Four out of five. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. And what, what are, what are, what's one of the sequences that you enjoy watching the I'll most? Say baby weems. <laughs> baby weems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one that disturbs me the most? <laughs> <laughs> That's just about right. Just about right, Fiona. <laughs> and the dragon short. And the dragon short. Yeah. All right, Ryan. How many how many Mickey ears would you give this movie? One out of five. I would say this would just be a two for me. Um, if you're a huge Disney fan, you probably would, you know, you just want to see it just because, you know, you get to see, um, like, how they made animation and in some ways and you you know it's fun to get to see you know like Ward Kimball on film and uh some 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 things like that um but in terms of in terms of like the movie in its entirety I would do that now if you just just the short itself I would probably give it like a three or something but the movie The Reluctant Dragon yeah the actual short I would Mm -hmm. yeah the Reluctant Dragon um 
I would give it like well, I guess it's maybe not short, but it's not an, it's not feature length either. I don't know what oh, they would no. really call it, but I would just get I give that one probably more like a three. Yeah, and it's entertaining, and it's 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 just like it would be worth your time just to you know sit down and watch it. It's got like a good good story, good moral. It's just kind of fun, mm-hmm. um, but the whole thing it just kind of doesn't it doesn't flow very well, which is really odd for mm-hmm. a Disney film. Mm-hmm. Well, it is, well, it looks like it is, like, the first live-action film that Disney has made. It is? Yeah. Oh, it is. All right. Yeah. Full, oh, hmm. full-length film? Well, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That, that was majorly, majorly live-action. Yeah, there you go. That's why we, that's why we have Fiona around. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah, so... um. I yeah, I would probably give it I, I mean, I find it fascinating. I enjoyed it immensely. But um I just having an art background, I love just watching behind the scenes stuff and then having a background where I grew up on studio lots, I also enjoy just looking at yeah. different studio lots and different time periods. Well well the film well the film could kinda be perfect for me because I like animation. Yes. It is. It is perfect for you. So, I mean, if I was telling somebody, you know, to go see this film, I would definitely, you know, give it between a two and a three like you would, Ryan, because it's not like high priority to see this. But my enjoyment level is probably a five. (laughs) 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 I'll just lay it out there. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that just watch this movie and they're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'm just gonna eat up every moment of it. That's you know, and that's just fine. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're. I can see where you would really like getting to see the animation, the brand new, because it's brand new at the time. That animation studio. While he's like showcasing and showing off his his new animation studio that he built mm-hmm. with the profits of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Oh yeah. Um, for sure. And so that I mean that is kind of fascinating. I can see how you would 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 uh yeah really enjoy that. And if you're like a big huge art slash animator animation fan, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. But like if you're just kinda like if but if you're because even I'm like a big Disney fan, but on this one I was just like, yeah, you know, I had to like <laughs> sit there I had to multitask through it to be honest. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna I like did laundry <laughs> And uh, a few other things and stuff just to be able to make it through. The oh, film. you're just <laughs> me up. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, loving like all the one-liners and all the banter. But I love um, anytime they do it in those those 1930s, 1940s movies. I I know that a lot of those movies people won't sit through, and I just like yeah. Jeff looks at me, my husband looks at me like I'm insane. Like, why are you watching this? They don't stop talking. <laughs> you're watching this. Be- <laughs> I said, I love it. <laughs> Like this is how, like this is how, like this is how old animation used to be like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the banter between the husband and wife in the beginning, I just, I just enjoy it so much. I love it. Oh, I was also gonna say the Disney Studio lot is one of the few studio lots that I never worked on. Oh, so okay. I, you know, I worked on their ranch that they had, but I never got to work on the Disney Studio lot. So I have been Was that Golden Oak Ranch. Yeah, so I've been mis- meticulously saving up 
my uh, Disney movie points so I can go there. Yeah. Oh, if you save up your Disney movie points, you can get a tour or something? Yeah. Like if you have, I think the thing is I have uh, for four. I can get on for four, but I have a family of five. So now I'm trying to save up for the eight. Oh, jeepers. I know. I know. But then I'll just take other people with me and fill the other three spaces. Oh, I'll fill a space. All right. Awesome. Although, surprisingly, you were actually in in one Disney thing. Yes. Only one, though. Yeah. The one man's dream. Yeah. yeah. And you did work in the parks. And I did work in the parks. Yeah, you were a part of yes. Disney and some things. Yes, I was. All right. Are we good? I, I yep, I'm good. <laughs> Ryan was good like five hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I did find this fun. This is like a fun little just, uh, just like a fun little, I don't know, Disney slide note. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if I'd ever really seen this all the way through. No, I yeah, I'd, I'd never seen this movie all the way through, and yeah, and I'd seen the Reluctant Dragon, um, and. Um, who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. On the Easter eggs yeah. when Eddie was going through Toontown and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, Charles yeah. was Sir seen Giles. there too. Yeah, they're both there oh, cool. in, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Love it. Yeah, Love those Easter too. eggs. Yeah, little Easter eggs inside of Who Framed Roger yeah. Rabbit. But, yeah. yeah, but those are, the pro- they're, those are probably the only Electric Dragon Easter eggs. I think. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so yep. looks like we are like officially done talking about a hilarious movie. Sounds good to me. How about you, Ryan? I, I'm good with that. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to our latest edition of Dispodopolis. Thanks, Mom. That's uh, If you have any questions, Mom, please <laughs> email us at comments at dispodopolis.com. You can also find us on uh, Facebook and groups at Dispodopolis and Instagram and Twitter also. Um, so, Ryan, why don't you say goodnight and throw us your Twitter feed? Um, well, Twitter feed is... Brian Flint underscore edu and um, I just want to say goodnight to my mom and your mom my aunt um, <laughs> thank you for listening yep all right Fiona your turn my twitter feed is Fiona Toad Girl and my Instagram page is is mostly me me sending pictures of my of my drawings and, and stuff. Uh, my Instagram is also the same name. Oh, 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 oh. Thank, thank you for, for our Be Our Guest moments. <laughs> thank you, Fiona. And um, my name is Colleen. I want to say goodnight to my mom and to Aunt Lynette, Brian's mom. Oh, throw her name in there. <laughs> and I'll, be, I'll be seeing Aunt Lynette real soon in a couple of weeks. Um, Yay. I'll say hi for you. <laughs> <laughs> and my Twitter feed is Tink Scout, so you can catch me there because I Twitter, you know, once a month. It's all good. Okay. 
So good night from us at Dispodopolis, and we'll catch you next month. And now we leave you with a kiss goodnight.
Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.